0: It's seven days after the fatal Hualien rail tragedy that killed 50 and injured dozens more. In Taiwan, the seventh day after death has a special significance, as it's believed to be the day the souls of the dead return home. Train drivers across Taiwan sounded their horns at 9.28 a.m. to mourn the moment of the crash. Train officers wore yellow ribbons in remembrance of the train driver, Yuan chuan so and his deputy, Zhang Peifeng, who both lost their lives.
1: It's 9.28 in the morning. As it passes the site of last Friday's crash, the 408 Puyuma Express train sounds its horn for 30 seconds. All trains passing through the tunnel on this day will do the same. Two yellow ribbons on the window press forward with the train. As it passes the Changshui tunnel, the train slows to 30 km an hour in honor of the train drivers who died in the crash. We are now at Shulin Station. The officers on duty stand in line, each wearing a yellow ribbon. It's now been a full seven days since the crash.
2: The driver, Mr. Yuan, got along well with his peers. He would message me privately for advice. I partnered with the second man once. He was also a nice guy.
1: At 9:28 a.m. on Thursday, some 120 trains across Taiwan simultaneously sounded their horns in mourning. On April 6, the Taiwan Railways Administration made a 2-minute clip of a train carrying the train driver's ashes back to Taichung. Huang Longhua, the chairman of the train drivers association, said the TRA urgently needed reform with a view to prioritizing safety. This, he said, is the main reason for sounding horns today. <laughs>
2: No one at the TRA fears reforms. Train drivers have gone through the most rigorous training, and they diligently carry out their duties. It only occurred to me today that we're putting our lives on the line. There is fear in all of our hearts, fear for our families. Likewise, our two colleagues of train number 408 are also sorely missed by all of us on
0: duty.
1: Huang said he hoped that Thursday's tribute would draw attention to railway safety from both the public and the government.
0: In the wake of the Taroko train crash, the mayors of Hualien and Taidong are demanding more funding for East Coast transport. They say the central government has not allocated enough to improve rail safety. <laughs>
1: If tickets weren't so scarce, there wouldn't have been more than 100 people with standing tickets, and there wouldn't have been so many injured and dead. East Coast residents are risking their lives when they go home. The budget is so small that to this day we still don't have a double track electric railway the whole way. The Executive Yuan has already approved a budget of 46 billion NT for the double-track railway project between Hualien and Taitung. We will expand the project, increase the budget and accelerate completion to address the transportation needs in the east.
0: Premier Su Zhentan pointed out that 46 billion NT was earmarked to connect Hualien and Taitung with a double-track electrified line. He also said the government had completed the South Link Highway and the Suhua Highway along the east coast, all ahead of schedule. But the Premier agreed that more could be done. He said he would order government ministries to look into raising the budget for transport projects along the East Coast. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu says Taiwan helped Paraguay secure COVID vaccines. He said Taiwan worked with countries with similar values, including the U.S. and Japan, to secure India-made vaccines for Paraguay. Since March, Paraguay has been racked by protests against its government's response to COVID-19. According to MOFA, China has offered vaccines to Paraguay as bait for severing ties with Taiwan. Even as China pushes its vaccine diplomacy in
3: Latin America, Foreign Minister Wu has confirmed that with the U.S.'s help, Paraguay has
2: received vaccines from India. The Quad refers to the summit meeting between the U.S., Japan, Australia, and India. During this meeting, the four countries agreed to work together to help other countries to receive vaccines. Thanks to the help of these friends, India was able to provide some vaccines to Paraguay. Just two days ago, the Indian vaccine Covaxin gained approval from Mexico for inoculation. This resolved Paraguay's urgent need for COVID vaccines. Taiwan-India relations have recently been on the rise.
3: Following the Taroko Express train crash, a representative from India's foreign ministry tweeted his condolences on behalf of the Indian government. According to MOFA spokeswoman Joanne Oh, this is significant, for it is the first time India has issued a statement on Taiwan since the two sides set up reciprocal offices in 1995. However, KMT legislator Li Guiming accused the government of exploiting a tragic event for propaganda purposes. Minister Wu denied the charge.
2: It is MOFA's responsibility to provide such information to the people. The ministry also has the responsibility to develop foreign relations wherever possible. Therefore, when any country in the world expresses condolences to us, we must express our gratitude in return. MOFA urged the opposition party
3: not
0: to resort to political bickering when the entire nation was in mourning. Palawan President Sarangal Whips Jr. says his country will stick by Taiwan, even if it's the last ally standing. In an interview with AFP, Whip said he was no stranger to Chinese intimidation, but that Palau would not be bullied into ending its friendship with Taiwan sunny skies and sandy
3: beaches. Bring out your bikini and enjoy a dreamlike day at this tropical wonderland. For Taiwanese, traveling here is possible thanks to a newly inaugurated travel bubble. Palau's president even visited Taiwan last week to signal friendship between the two nations. In an interview right after leaving Taiwan, Whip said China had tried to thwart the alliance.
0: Uh, I mean, I've had meetings with them and the first thing they said to me before on a phone call was, Uh, what you're doing is illegal, recognizing Taiwan is illegal, uh, you need to stop it. You know, that's the tone they use.
3: In an interview with AFP, the president said whips had warned him recognizing Taiwan was illegal. Whip said that during Palau's presidential elections, he received at least 16 calls from China, which tried to put pressure on him. Despite China's intimidation tactics, the president held fast to his position. In the interview, Whips said that, as a free country, Taiwan was an ally worth sticking with.
0: We're a free and democratic country. We have a right to choose what we believe and we believe in freedom and democracy. And it's just a different approach. If we were the last man standing, uh, we should be because Taiwan has been with us from the beginning.
3: Even with China putting on the pressure, Palau has refused to bend. The island has maintained official relations with Taiwan for 22 years. It sent a president to visit, and it's worked with Taiwan to create a first-of-its-kind travel bubble.
0: Wip said the two like-minded nations would be allies to the end. Two Taiwanese airlines say they are expanding. The government has started up travel bubble talks with several countries, raising hopes of more tourist traffic soon. Tiger Air Taiwan took delivery of a new plane on Thursday, an A320neo, the first of its kind in Taiwan. The jet consumes 18% less fuel and is 50% quieter than the standard A320. It's a narrow-body airliner but has the widest cabin in the market. Tiger Air Taiwan plans to acquire a second plane in the second half of the year. Meanwhile, Starlux Airlines has embarked on a hiring spree. Looking to add 200 flight attendants as well as 127 other roles, including ground crew and customer service staff. Taiwan has reported nine more adverse reactions to the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. In one case, a man developed a form of bruising called ecchymosis. Officials said that so far, more than 20,000 people have been inoculated, and no link has been seen between the vaccine and the risk of blood clots. Also on Thursday, the Central Epidemic Command Center said it may authorize vaccination leave to encourage more people to get the shot.
1: Based on what we're seeing on V-Watch, about 6% to 8% of people aren't able to go to work in the first one or two days after inoculation, so we might move toward authorizing vaccination leave. The Labor Ministry's plan does not require employers to make it paid leave. Something that is on the table is economic incentives. At present, the CECC is considering those two issues.
0: Under the proposal, a person can take the leave on the day of the vaccination and the day after. Employees cannot be forced to use other types of leave instead, and they cannot be marked absent. However, employees, employers can choose not to pay wages for those days. Proof of vaccination will be required to apply for the leave. Following last week's tragic rail accident, news has emerged that some passengers on the train are eligible for large insurance payouts. That's because they paid for their tickets with a credit card. Even frequent travelers might not realize that credit card payment affords greater financial protection for a traveler. We spoke to a financial expert to find out more.
3: There are more and more ways to pay for train tickets, whether TRA or high speed rail. Most travelers choose cash or credit card. But did you know that with a credit card, you get an extra layer of insurance? Last week, the TRA network suffered its most fatal accident in 50 years. The Financial Supervisory Commission revealed that three passengers on the train paid for their tickets with credit card. That entitles them to travel insurance compensation estimated at over 10 million NT. As this expert explains, credit card companies give customers liability insurance and travel
1: insurance. I recommend that people pay for tickets for medium or long journeys with credit card wherever possible. When you apply for a credit card, I recommend applying for the highest grade you can.
3: Cards from different banks and at different grades offer different levels of insurance. Validity periods, terms, and conditions may vary.
1: When you get a notice from the bank telling you it's about to expire, get a new one as soon as possible. They usually remind you a month in advance. To avoid any issues, I recommend using the new card according to its validity period.
3: Apart from checking validity periods, also take note of which companies, like coach or ferry operators, aren't included in the bank's insurance policy and if the passenger is not the cardholder, that could also void the insurance. Before taking out a credit card, always check the terms and
0: conditions carefully. The spectacular Dajia Matsu pilgrimage is about to begin. But this year, despite the pandemic, Taiwan's annual religious extravaganza is more international than ever. In a tradition now centuries old, an effigy of the goddess will make the pilgrimage to temples nationwide. And live footage broadcast in 11 languages will spread the message of love to audiences around the world.
2: I promise.
3: The theme for this year's pilgrimage is promise. For the first time, promotional material will be live-streamed to the world in 11 languages, including English, Japanese,
2: and Korean. This is the first time the Matsu pilgrimage ceremony will be broadcast live in 11 languages. The whole world needs a healing, compassionate, and comforting energy. Matsu has been protecting us for hundreds of years. It's time for us to spread the compassion of Matsu to the whole world.
3: The opening theme song, I Promise, features ethereal vocals and a haunting melody. It was composed by singer-songwriter Mavis Fan. I think the tune is very calming for the heart, and you can really sink into the feeling of it. The closing theme song is in Taiwanese and was written by singer Winnie Hsing. This year, the pilgrimage kicks off on the evening of April 9th. Over nine days, the goddess will tour 170 temples across Taiwan. In light of the pandemic, masks will be mandatory throughout the tour. But just to hold an event like this shows how well Taiwan has kept the virus at bay.
0: Badminton queen Dai Ziying has revealed a nearly 20-year-old video of herself playing fellow pro-shuttler Wang Ziwei. The footage was taken when both were just in elementary school. But judging by the talent Dai and Wang showed, few adults could have bested either of them even then.
1: A girl in yellow battles it out on the badminton court with a boy in white. Those powerful shots belie the age of these players who would give most adults a run for their money. The girl misses a shot and turns toward the camera, regretful. Recognize those features now? Yes, it's badminton queen Dai Ziyin when she was just a third grader. Her opponent is Taiwan's badminton king Wang Ziwei in second grade. Showing off her backhand net shot, Dai shows off the prowess that would later make her world number one. The film was taken by Wang's mother 18 years ago, and the blurry footage shows its age but you can still get a sense of the personalities of the two budding stars. At the time, Wang was playing in tournaments a year above his age, while Dai was playing against boys instead of girls. And that's a habit she never gave up. Here, she is at the National Sports Training Center last year, beating men in a warm-up for the Tokyo Olympics. Oh. Okay. So, this is the she is often trained with badminton veteran Zhou Tiancheng, developing her powerful shots. She posted this video on social media to give fans a glimpse of the early days of the Thai phenomenon.
0: Now, a story for bird lovers. It's time to meet Pingdong's most beloved eagles. Recently, a popular live stream of a wild eagle nest was interrupted by the alarming sight of flames licking the tree. Luckily, the family emerged unscathed. Researchers at National Pingdong University of Science and Technology have been following the family for months. Soon, they say, the babies will be all grown up.
2: A mother eagle is guarding her nest carefully when suddenly... A wall of smoke drifts over the screen. Before long, she's enveloped in smog and in flames, shocking the researchers watching. The babies
3: are still lying of the nest here, about 20 meters down there.
2: The camera was in the tree trunk that caught fire. Firefighters rushed to the scene, fearing for the brood's fate. With support from the Forestry Bureau, the bird ecology lab at Mpust started the first ever live stream of eagles raising their young in Pingdong. The fire was a big shock, but luckily, all the birds escaped. But this little fellow's trials weren't over. His right foot was caught in the strap of a discarded face mask. The mask got wrapped
3: around Pudding's foot. Thankfully he managed to get it off himself after about two hours.
2: The mask was picked up by one of Pudding's parents. Who also brought back to the nest plastic bags, a pair of women's underwear, and even ritual tomb paper. All these bits of litter are precious finds for the birds. They bring back light-colored
3: things, because when they go in the nest, it makes the nest bright. Then when other birds see it from the sky, it's very obvious. It says, my home is here, and I'm a good fighter, so don't come and invade my territory.
2: The live stream lets bird watchers watch the whole life cycle of the eagles. After the fire, internet users voted to name the two babies Pudding and Crème
3: Brûlée.
2: Perhaps it was because they got roasted by the fire, so we call them Burnt Pudding and Crème Brûlée. The researchers have fixed orange research tags onto Pudding and Crème Brûlée's legs. They plan to later attach bird rings. In about a week, they will be leaving the nest and starting
0: their own independent lives. Turning now to a story of immense good luck on holiday. One visitor to Sun Moon Lake lost his phone when he dropped it in the water last year. But this year, due to the drought and falling water levels, he was lucky enough to find it again. And what's more, it's still in perfect working order.
1: This phone was fished out of Sun Moon Lake after a year underwater. Astonishingly, it still works.
3: It wasn't damaged at all. It doesn't even have water damage. No water got into it at all.
1: The phone was submerged in the lake for an entire year. Now, it's back in the hands of its owner, Mr. Chen. A year ago, he was trying his hand at paddleboarding in the lake. He fell in many times, with his phone in his pocket, and eventually it dropped out. It was quite a downer, but his friends consoled him.
3: My friend said, don't worry, you'll see you next year for sure. He was trying to cheer me up. Who could have guessed that it would really come true?
1: Because of the drought, Sun Moon Lake's water level has dipped very low, and the prophecy came true. The phone was found. Its waterproof pouch was coated in mud, but inside the phone was as good as new, all functions working.
3: The plastic of the pouch would hardly dissolve in seawater, let alone fresh water.
1: This expert says there were three layers of waterproofing, which is how it could keep every drop of liquid at bay.
3: The phone's waterproof adhesive is still intact. There's also a waterproof case. As long as those things aren't damaged, it's a bit more likely that your phone won't be damaged.
1: Sun Moon Lake is a very popular holiday destination. There are probably hundreds if not thousands of phones sitting at its bottom. Perhaps some of them are still in immaculate condition like this one.